A Living Philosophy, Part 7, Change and Constancy, Embracing Change, Otherness, and an Evolution of You into Your Becoming Possibilities. As I write this, I'm living under the spectre of the COVID pandemic and all the impacts such a thing entails. But one overarching theme of its impacts pertains to a piece of philosophy I hold to my heart closely, the theme of change and constancy. More than ever in my little lifetime, the world has undergone historical impacts affecting the personal lives of so many. Many have found the sacrifice of personal liberty in exchange for bodily safety difficult, but I found in many I spoke to that the hardest change was to accept a fundamental alteration of how we live our lives forever, this new normal. This difficulty derives from a very basic but core tension of opposites in the human experience, that of change and constancy. As humans, our lives are pitted in what seems to be a battle of these primordial forces of our existence and often our well-being, our relationships and even our lives are victims to its front lines. There is comfort in constancy, order and security in the static solidity of an unchanging existence. And yet there is growth in change, learning and beauty beyond the stone of constancy. Often, when listening to couples who fall out, there is a common claim of, you've changed. But as humans, we're always becoming our newer selves, and when we arrest a loved one's identity in a single, instant version of themselves, we are not only disrespecting their journey to become, but lock our own avenues and possibilities to ever-narrowing potencies of our better selves. Likewise, when a patriot chants Ireland for the Irish or America first, they disrespect the beautiful change of cultures in the past, the influx of new identities and the future flourishing of a greater expression of humanity among our family of nations. There are two wonderful philosophies which explore these aspects, those of Levinas and Buber. Levinas, in particular, manifests these ideas beautifully in his work, Totality and Infinity. As beings, we like to totalize, to capture aspects of existence in useful and understandable things. But people will always and ever be infinitely beyond our rational grasp to own them in ideas, labels and boxes. These totalizing tendencies of labeling might be the building blocks of our societal structures, but they carry a heavy ethical cost and should be looked at anew. Imagine all the many myriad aspects of you. Right now, imagine all the aspects of you as a person. All the historic causes that go into the effect of you. Imagine even a snapshot of you just presently. Another person, like a viewer of a film, would have to watch our entire lives from birth and yet not truly know what it means to be us, to be you. You will always be infinitely beyond the grasping rationale of another's mind. And in this very same sense, all others lie beyond us. They are, to use Levinas's terminology, truly other. And yet, ever and anon, we hear people devastatingly diminished with labels of he's just a cleaner, she's a woman, 
you're my wife, as if the very label is the summation of that person's existence. Even in the most loving relationships, there is a type of interpersonal imperialism at play. It damages our love to make its gold into fetters and our friendship into a cage. We lock ourselves in our fundamental fear of change and deny the possibility of growth and becoming. However, when we address that fear and accept change and the infinity of the other in our lives, we can witness revelation, true revelation. It takes a rare kind of wisdom to accept change and true otherness in another. Many would refuse, seeing only what was, not what is and not what could be. After all, there is safety in our caves of unchanging, solidity in the static arm's length of treating a person as merely a shopkeeper or merely an assistant. So riddled are our lives in society by the myth that constancy is secure and good that it comes to infect us and as we age we mistake change for bad and unchange for good. Rather, we should invite change into our lives and recognize the beautiful infinite of other souls around us. It is a great refreshing to be able to look at the world anew and to look past the narrow confines of the accepted labels of our lives. You are infinitely more than the things people tell you you are. You are a great possibility. You are every possibility waiting to happen and so is everybody else. Nor is it a possibility to utterly abandon ourselves to change and otherness. We cannot personally involve ourselves and invest interest in all the separate individuals we encounter, nor can we on a whim abandon our lovers, our children, careers when a slight breeze of adventure beckons us. But our people can gain improved lives by an accommodated facilitation of exploring the potential for change within ourselves. One version of you, realized, has much to offer the world. Imagine how much more a diversified and versatile you could offer the world. Existence and the world ever seek to grow in diversity and versatility. Why would it break this tendency for you, in you? When you learn, you grow and evolve, you are singing the very tune of the cosmos. In my mid-twenties, I ventured high up into the Himalayan hills and by random happenstance, I found myself over tea with what's called a sadhu, an Indian holy man. We covered much ground in that hour, but I recall one particular element he explained. It stuck with me. In Hinduism, there exists gods to explain essential mechanics of the fabric of existence. Within the highest of these sits the Trimurti, a triple deity of supreme divinity. Brahma, the creator, Vishnu, the preserver, and Shiva, the destroyer. The holy man told me about how we focus so much on creating and wanting to have and to hold things, but that all things pass and are destroyed, and the only true beauty and meaning in life is Vishnu, is becoming. It was a profound realization, and in it we can realize that we are caught between that which forms us and fear that which kills us. And like shipwreck survivors, we cling to anything solid for fear that each change, instead of becoming a herald of potentially better becomings, 
becomes a horseman of our own personal apocalypse. To use the holy man's own words, we fear death so much that we kill our lives. Life is change. This was nothing short of revelatory for a young man in his prime and since has matured but in no way dimmed for me. Too often I see people be cruel to the possibility of themselves and filled with a lack of acceptance of the beauty of change in their lives. So adept are we at the worship of constancy that we kill the life of change in our world and are diminished in our roles in life. Embrace change responsibly and respect it and its possibilities as it unfolds in others and in yourself. Honour the change of you. I once asked a student what he wanted to do after school. I waited for the answer of, I want to travel or I want to study or pick up some work or even I just want to go and party. Instead, he wanted to get a degree, an early career, find a wife, get a mortgage and enjoy his retirement. I listened in horror at this young, potent man recount an already dead life laid out in front of him as a train track full of predictability and unchanging solidity. I silently hoped a curse of the unexpected might visit him to give him new perspective possibilities. In life he had chosen out of fear of change to revel in the security of a well-planned life. I know now he went on to become a civil servant and lives as far as I know quite happily and perhaps this is enough for some and by societal norms this is seen as a responsible and well-adjusted life but I implore people I beg you listener to explore the possibilities of yourself yes change is scary but only because it holds the unknown and only because it's natural to want the security of our constancy Stagnancy and a living death can at times happen to those who deny change in themselves and reject any form of questing and questioning of the personal unfolding of your existence. Socrates once said, An unexamined life is not worth living. And once I thought of this as a judgment, but now I know it as a warning. Examine your life, look at how you live your life and why you live and don't be afraid to embrace the possibility of growth within you. But he also said, beware the barrenness of a busy life. And this is another key aspect of modern living which philosophy can help us examine. So many of us reject change out of fear, but in our mission to avoid the fact that it leads to stagnancy, we become busier and busier. We choose a holding pattern and like flies, we circle faster and faster in the tendencies to make a static life more meaningful and justifiable. Some do this successfully for the rest of their days and seem happy enough. Others, when they examine their lives or take a chance knock from circumstance, will break the holding pattern and sometimes painfully find utterly new dimensions of themselves to evolve into. In today's society, we live in an era of unprecedented levels of potential change, but we should be careful not to misinterpret this barren busyness with true and necessary change and growth. We can see this very evidently in the dire need to change our civilization in the light of environmental aspects. 
but yet there is an inertia of unchange rooted right at the heart of systems dependent on constancy and driven by individuals with a lifelong fear of real change. Likewise, in politics, we see constant busyness, but little real change between the lifetimes of various governments. Beware the barrenness, as Socrates warned us. This ever-constant war of change and constancy in our lives is something which has been a core element of what it means to be human, and honouring both in cherishing who we are but embracing who we can become gives us a beautiful harmony of the two and a new drive in life fueled by the harmonious tension of these quite opposite choices. We need both, just as light and dark define one another. How we invite both into our lives is not only up to us, but will determine our very destiny and the shape of our lives and those within it.